Trevor, what's happening? You know, another day in paradise. Yeah, that's Hey, you, that's a good way of putting it. So you right. and I have had a, a real interesting couple of minutes so far. We have. You told me you love me. Let's just get yeah. that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be clear, uh, I said I love you. I don't, even, I don't even remember. Did I say like, you know, love you, baby, or anything like that? But just love you. That's all. Yeah. That's the best answer. <laughs> so my, my wife uh, popped in, handed me a cup filled with ice. Yep. And, and then she's walking out. I think she already had the door closing or closed as I said that. And Trevor just happened to like pop in right as I love you came out of my mouth. So I don't mind. I'm here for it. Yeah. And, and the best part is he's, he's in such a better mood now. I am. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. So I want to start off with some things that, uh, you probably can't speak on at all. Um, but, but Hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe this will, will only help you. So there's a company called Datto. They just got acquired by Kaseya. Datto has uh, it's an RMM, <clears throat> excuse me, an RMM and a PSA. And the PSA piece is possibly the, the closest thing to what you do. All right. Um, but it's, you know, professional services automation for MSPs. So, uh, Datto, like people think highly of them. Kaseya is the complete opposite. So. Everyone's really upset that Kaseya just acquired Datto. And what? Yeah. Let me, let me look at my note because $6.2 billion. It's a few dollars. It's a few dollars. It's a few you bucks. Know, I, I got to say, there's not a whole lot I wouldn't do for $6.2 billion. It's a few, it's a few bucks right yeah. there. Yeah. Short of like you know, selling my soul to Satan. Yeah. I'm not sure I would do that one. Yeah. I, I'd prefer heaven. All right. So you are Trevor. Your company name is Yaddled. That's right. Like Yaddle in a bottle. Yeah. And exactly. I, I like to, I like to flip things, you know, most of the time, uh, you know, you, you do the whole the the whole webinar or podcast and then at the end you learn about the company sure I like to flip it <clears throat> let's let's get the tough stuff out of the way okay and then the okay. rest of the then the rest of the episode will be all about the meat and potatoes okay that sounds great what is yodeled uh you know pretty cut and dry we help service-based businesses sell their services online uh, you can think of it as a sort of shopify for services uh, we sort of like everything all in one in a box so that um, you can be effective in uh, worrying about uh, what the important things are, your clients and customers. We take care of everything else. Uh, automated scheduling, marketing, payment processing, CRM. Um, it's basically all in one place for you to effectively sell your time. Um, and we have uh, two primary types of customers. We have what we would refer to as a bookable customer. Those are things like uh, hair salons, uh, massage, um, uh, fitness and wellness, where you just want to come to their website. You want to book. Uh, and then we have what we would refer to as an invoiceable customer. 
or more or less uh, you want to uh, inquire a little bit more about their services, uh, ask a couple of questions, you're uh, going to send um, as the business quote, uh, and then um, maybe go back and forth, uh, qualify a couple more things about them, uh, about the customer. And then uh, once the quote's approved, uh, you're going to do the work and then finally send them an invoice. Um, and so uh, good you know, people that fall into that bucket are uh, landscaping, attorneys, uh, accountants. Um, and so we cater to both. Uh, the nuances are uh, very minor. Um, and at the backbone of everything is obviously scheduling so that you can sort of like block off your time and make sure that you're effective in serving both of those customers. So it's a neat sounding software. <clears throat> it's not software that I would anticipate many MSPs wanting to use, no offense, um, Don't take it. because, you know, there's, there's the auto tasks, maybe not for long, <laughs> the connect wises. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of systems out there specifically designed for MSPs. However, sure. we may have customers that exactly, yeah, that could, that could take advantage of this type of software. Yeah, that's a that's a great point, Steve. So what we have found is uh, we we have a really strong partner network of, of uh, you know there's always the tech people uh, put in mm -hmm. air quotes that uh, that we end up working with to deploy the software um, and integrate it uh, you know in different uh, nuances whether it's the website or payment processor or something along those lines. Um, and usually what ends up happening is uh, we'll either work direct with a customer or uh, we'll sell through some sort of other partner. Um, where they themselves are actually going through and, uh, and helping the customer in some form or fashion understand, oh, hey, here's how you can do marketing. Here's how you can actually uh, deploy and run the software effectively, uh, manage your CRM, provide value to your customer. Um, and that has been very effective, uh, not just for us, but ultimately for the partner that we're uh, working with and to sell through uh, to actually uh, benefit themselves and also the customer. And do you have maybe like an affiliate type program or anything where MSPs can, can maybe, if I, if I have a client purchase Yodeled, I get a little, little piece every month? Yeah, we absolutely do. <clears throat> so, uh, we'll work directly with the MSP to basically find out what works best for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and so whether it's uh, a specific dollar amount that they prefer or a percentage, uh, a certain number of points. Uh, that they want to to work with. And then not only that, um, but we'll actually train them up on the software to make sure that they're effective in selling uh, and ultimately providing value to obviously their customer themselves. So that, you know, um, we really try to make it a joint relationship between us and then ultimately their customer. So it's not such so much like, oh, hey, you got to check the software out. It's when the customer ultimately brings them a problem to say, hey, look, you know, uh, I'm looking for a payment processor. I'm looking for a way to effectively do marketing or manage my clients. We want to be, you know, sort of like top of mind for them. Oh, hey, you know what? Let's let's check this out. Um, and uh, that's that's the way that we prefer to do business. And obviously, like we want to train the MSPs to be as effective as possible, uh, so that you know they're not only um, getting the points on the software that we help them sell. But obviously, they can uh, you know do it some sort of other um, services that are baked on top of that as well. All right. So today, and, and look, guys, we're not even at the ten minute mark, and we're going to start diving into meat and potatoes. Uh, so if you're interested, check out Yodeled. Uh, I'll have the link in the show notes. Um, 
let's dive right in. So today we're going to talk about showing prospects and clients that you have value and continuing to deliver value over and over. <laughs> so with that, what's the secret, Trevor? Let's make this a, let's make this a 12 minute podcast. There's just one secret, right? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, ultimately, I think that there are a few ways that you can ultimately show and provide value to your customers. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not so much like sending that aggressive marketing email uh, to say, hey, you know, special deal, sign up now. Um, I think ultimately, you know, we could even use the podcast here as an example. Um, it, it's if we can get the customer to see, you know, uh, five, 10 seconds for permission to ask uh, and for an additional 10 seconds for permission to ask for an additional 10 seconds. Um, and we're d consistently delivering value, whether it's through humor or through actually sort of, uh, showing, uh, content that they want and ultimately will benefit from in the long run. That is the, uh, that's the way that, um, our, we would potentially want to be engaged and our customers want to ultimately be engaged. Uh, Steve, it looks like you had a question. Go ahead. So, so what do you mean by asking for 10 seconds repeatedly? Cause that so, sounds, that sounds like the worst date ever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, so think about it like this. Um, if, uh, if we just say, Hey, you know, I just recorded this webinar, come, come watch the entire 45 minute webinar. Uh, it is, it is highly likely that, um, not a lot of people are going to ultimately watch the entirety of that 45 minute webinar. Uh, and it is also highly likely that there's a couple nuggets that you want to ultimately provide to your customers. Uh, and so I think the the question that we must ask ourselves is, um, and if we can, if we can drive it back to sort of like, uh, sales and, uh, cold calling or even warm calling or something along those lines is what's the book, what's the ultimate thing that you provide that your customers need and want, uh, because we have to ask for sort of that thing and prove that we are the tool or that we are the service uh, for our customers. And we have to continue to prove that over and over and over again. And usually it's uh, it's done in such a way and we need to do it in such a way that we are providing value first. We have to give before we can take. So um, if we consider, you know, sort of like the example of that 45 minute webinar, and if we even ask ourselves, how often have we sort of like scrolled LinkedIn or scroll some social uh, media networks, how often have we ourselves watched a, you know, a 45 minute um, webinar? And even if you uh, look at sort of like, oh, you get views on this thing, the way in which most social media platforms actually count views. Steve, do you know how, do you know how they count views uh, in terms of like, if they give you a credit for a view, do you know how, how much time a user has to watch uh, a piece of content to count it as a view? I believe it's three seconds. Three seconds. That's right. So uh, a user watches something for three seconds. That counts as a view. And so we ourselves, we get that sort of like, ooh, good feeling, right? Oh, it feels so nice to have somebody, you know, uh, social media network say like, hey, you got a view on this. Um, and it's three seconds. And so if we consider that just for a moment, a, a user is counted as a view for watching something for three seconds. Uh, and yet we're putting up these things for content that's, you know, 30, 45, you know, 60 minutes long. And so the question we have to ask ourselves is if we ourselves aren't even watching stuff for, you know, three, 10, 15 seconds, 
Um, and yet we're consistently publishing things for, you know, 45 minute, you know, uh, webinar or whatever. It is nay impossible for us to actually assume that our customers are going to want to sort of absorb that material because the demand for attention is, is just crazy these days. So we must be able to articulate our message in these like very quick nuggets and be able to provide value to our customers in very succinct, clear, articulate message, uh, messages where it's almost sort of like a laser beam where you must be able to sort of hone in and provide that value to your customer in sort of like five seconds. And then if you continue to sort of like customer wants to keep watching, that's where it's sort of like is this notion of I provide enough value, I've asked for that permission. Now they're going to keep watching for an additional five seconds and then an additional 10 and then an, then an additional 20. Um, and there's more sort of like tips and tricks uh, that we can sort of like dive into and talk about. But before we get to that point, uh, does that make sense, Steve? I think it does. Yeah. Excellent. So so now if we sort of like have that root in our heads, we've got that sort of like where we're providing not these sort of like very extensive long. And I know that we're 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 talking about a you know podcast now. We're like we're we're sort of like getting into this in a podcast. But even in these podcasts, they're sort of like very likely succinct nuggets that we can sort of um, tease out. We're we're giving these points of value, um, and then we can sort of provide that uh, in addition to um, other aspects of content to our customers. Okay, so now if we sort of like have that root in our head, and what are then the succinct uh, messages that we want to provide as value to our customers? Okay, so now uh, we then have to think about what and where are our customers searching for us? How are they searching for us? And how do we actually want to drive our customers to actually find us? And so then this gets into uh, this other sort of uh, way um, in which most customers are likely looking for us, uh, which is search engine optimization, or what's uh, an acronym called SEO. So um, this is something where uh, a lot of people start uh, and it gets sort of like, oh, I need to blog, I need to write things, uh, I need to sort of like get this stuff out. And so, um, you know, I, I think that a lot of people will write content, uh, but then it's a matter of how do you actually get ranked and then how do you actually provide that uh, in, a, in, in done in such a way that your customers actually want to uh, read it and want to find you. So uh, what I mean by that is as MSPs, um, it is highly likely that everyone has very specific niches and uh, information in their head that is going to be valued by your customer and valued by sort of like anyone that wants to read it and it and done in such a way that um, you should be thinking about giving it away. And what I mean by that is, as an example, I'm going to use uh, our business as, as, a, as a context here. Okay. So we have tons of customers coming to us saying, how do I rank on Google? Like literally, how do I like make a business profile? How do I do all this? We literally have one of our most read blog articles right now is how do I, how do I get my business on Google? And we have a very sort of like lengthy blog post about how to do that. Um, and so we just wrote it. We, you can go find it. We don't charge for it. And it's just done in such a manner that like, um, we've optimized for sort of like giving that away to our users and the way in which we have done it gets us to the top of specific sort of like these uh, Google searches. So now sort of like when a customer goes to look for, how do I get my business on Google type of thing? We want, um, oh, thank you so much, uh, Steve, for putting that in the chat. So now it's done in such a way that like our customers can find us, they naturally find value. And then that's just like, 
in the back of our customers' heads where sort of like um, they say, oh, man, you know, like that was really that was really beneficial. Maybe uh, they're going to provide other, you know, points of, uh, of benefit. And so as another example, one of our other top rated blog posts or uh, top search blog posts is um, uh, landscaping uh, spreadsheet uh, for expenses. So another example is sort of like, hey, look, it's free content. You can just come grab one of our, uh, you know, expense spreadsheets. We've already got it done for you. It's just right there. And so like if you're a, a, a landscape company, you're looking for how to do sort of like get your company ranked on Google. You're looking for an expense uh, spreadsheet. Now all of a sudden like, like, hmm, you know, like I could continue to do this in a very manual process, but based on the continued content that I'm reading from this company, um, maybe there's a way that I can continue to uh, sort of like automate and optimize uh, my business. And I actually don't have to do it anymore because I, I have higher functioning tasks that I should be doing, such as earning more clients uh, and, you know, sort of like doing the work that I would rather be doing. And so it's done in such a way that we provide all this free content, free value. Um, and then it is likely that there's going to be, there's going to come a point in that customer lifecycle journey where they say, you know what, uh, I'd rather offload a lot of these tasks to somebody else, uh, such as Yodeled, where then all of a sudden they're like, you know what, uh, why don't you take over automating a par- portion of my business? And then um, because of all the value that I found in continuing to work with you, you take over that and I'm going to, you know, sort of like go do what I'm really good at, which is, you know, delighting customers uh, with sort of landscaping. Um, but thank you for all the free value that I found by working with you up front. Hmm. Sense it, it does. Now, I got to say, you, your team, and, and I always wonder, so you've got Laura and Medha, I think yep. is how you, That's awesome. so, yep. The, those are actual employees? Uh, so Laura was a, a contract uh, content writer that we worked with for quite some time. Um, and then uh, Meta is a uh, is a permanent employee, yes. Good for you. So with that, you write a ridiculous amount of blog posts. Like, you, you know, you, you only have 10 pages of posts. But when you decided... Like, you know what? I'm going all in on blogging. It looks like that happened October is, is about when you said, you know what? We're, let's go nuts. That's right. And, and that's when you decided you're going to, you're going to make, gosh, you have some days where you posted more than one time. October 21st, you posted three articles. You could have spread it out, Trevor. that's a that's a great point steve so i think um the the important thing to know is just basically how um search engine optimization works and that's a really that's a really good point so um search engine optimization just basically how google picks some of these things up (laughs) they highlight what's called keywords and i have uh two tools that i would like highly recommend um, anyone who's getting started with getting your company found in an organic sense, and there's sort of like two ways that, uh, you can get found. Uh, one is what's called organic, which, you know, is just sort of like you go to Google, you type in best MSPs, um, you know, and all of a sudden you find the best MSPs or even best at, I'm based out of Ann Arbor, best MSPs in Michigan. Right. And all of a sudden, like those come to the top. Uh, that is an organic style fashion where, um, 
just through sort of like over time, uh, indexing on uh, sort of like some uh, keywords where uh, MSP may be a keyword or managed service provider is another keyword mm-hmm. uh, that you can look for. Um, there are ways in which you can specifically look for those style words as a, uh, you know, as a company to then write specifically targeted content to match for those keywords. And and then you can even take it another level where maybe, you know, sort of like best MSP is a really hard thing to rank for. Mm -hmm. But best MSP in Michigan may actually be easier to rank for. So um, the the two tools that I would absolutely uh, advocate anyone goes out and, you know, checks out um one is called sem rush uh okay uh so sem rush uh is um is a reasonably priced tool i think it costs maybe 140 dollars a month and i know it sounds expensive you know in terms of like the grand scheme of uh, of a lot of other products but i will say that if you want to have an organic strategy you are able to do absolutely incredible incredible things with SEMrush where it, it's to the point of you can look at what your competitors are doing. You can even look at what uh, ads uh, from a search engine marketing uh, perspective your, your competitors are running. You can look up how, um, you know, if you wanted to go look up as an example, uh, Shopify and find out what keywords they're ranking for, you can do that. You can find out how difficult keywords are to rank for. Um, and there are marvelous, uh, you know, YouTube channels that will literally walk you through exactly what you need to do uh, in order to find out just how difficult some of these uh, keywords are to rank for. And then also sort of like, let's suggest that you want to look up managed service provider. Uh, well, here are some uh, adjacent uh, keywords to managed service provider and just how difficult those keywords would be to rank for. So maybe managed service providers are to rank for, but Again, managed service provider in Ann Arbor or in Michigan is actually really easy to rank for. And then all of a sudden, just by writing, you know, one or two blog posts, you're going to go to the top. And I want to, I want to stress this. There, there is this uh, wonderful problem that MSPs have. It's called the curse of knowledge. Mm. And I bet you have this too in your business, Trevor, what? Uh, what would you call your product, your platform? If you were, if you were in a room with, you know, employees from Kajabi and Podia and all these other, like, what are you guys? I do, I'm not sure I quite understand that question, Steve. Like, what, what are we in terms of, uh, in terms of that sort of like bucket of tools? Yes. Um, I think we are uh, a platform to sell services. Is that what you're driving at? Or did you have a different question in mind? So MSP is a term that MSPs use. It is not a term that customers use. Completely agree. Yep. So what do you call yourselves when you're you're speaking with others in your Uh, field? Yeah, I, I can uh, now. Now I understand. Uh, I think a little bit more about what you're saying. So, are you asking like, what would a customer go in and type into Google? Is that what right you're now? Asking? I'm asking, what is Yaddled? What is Yaddled's 
uh, term for yodeled when speaking with other professionals in the same field as yodeled. Got it. Uh, we're, we're a e-commerce platform to sell services. Okay. So e-commerce platform to sell services yeah. that, um, nobody knows to type that in. Right. Yeah. No one's right? going to come in to type e-commerce platform to sell services. Exactly right. Yes. So what, I mean, obviously people might type in like Shopify or, uh, you know, they're, they're going to look up how, how do I, how do I build a website? You know, that's exactly that stuff. Yes. They're, they're going to look up, uh, how do I, how do I book customers or let customers book and how do I let, yeah. how do I let customers book and charge them during the process? Exactly. Dude. Yes. Steve, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Keep going. Keep going. So now we need to talk about what do MSPs provide to their customers? Okay. So yeah, because customers aren't looking up MSPs or managed service providers in Cleveland, Ohio, or any other city for that matter. They're, yes, they're looking up company to service, uh, specializes in Apple computers or, um, okay. go ahead. So Steve, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Okay. So here's a very concrete example, very like, uh, to address your question, we just uh, Meta, who is one of the most unbelievable content writers I've ever worked with. She just Listen, finished up. Oh, uh, she's one of her Got it. Yep. She is absolutely unbelievable. I cannot say enough good things about having a uh, phenomenal content writer, but I, you should also know that you can do this yourself. So mm -hmm. it's not like you need to go hire someone to do this. You can do this yourself. Okay. She just finished up a uh, 12 blog post um, series. That has nothing to do with us. Right. What I mean by that is, uh, she just wrote 12 blog posts about Pilates. I saw that you, okay. you have a great deal of content on your website about Pilates. That's Does right. she like Pilates? Again, this has nothing to do with what we like. It has nothing to do with, uh, sort of, um, you know, uh, e-commerce platforms for services. Now we're going to get into a little bit more about sort of like some strategy elements. Okay. So mm -hmm. now, um, if you actually crack open and look at, uh, what we can rank for on Google and also what customers are looking for, uh, it sort of, uh, leans into why we have written so much content about Pilates. So, um, in general, uh, a lot of people are uh, searching for personal training. A lot of people are searching for yoga. Uh, a lot of people are searching for uh, other other types of terms, which means that those terms are very hard to rank for right now. So mm -hmm. if we were to go sort of like write best, you know, fitness tool for us, that'd be really hard and we'd sort of be lost in the void and we would never rank for that. But However, because you're sorry, so I'm, oh, please. I'm skipping ahead, but yep. because you're writing all of this content, you've got 12 blog articles you're going to have posted all about Pilates. And I, I see you've got uh push press CrossFit, how to do it. And what are its main benefits? Uh, seven different types of Pilates methods to know about. You're yeah. literally talking and educating the end user 
about about this stuff and what you're That's doing right. is you're you're creating uh the the concept that you are a thought leader in that industry or in that Big search up. engine term that's because, a yes and because your company is a thought leader then when you start typing things that say you know best pilates software or best pilates uh company management platform or or something along those lines right now google already believes you that you know what you're talking about with pilates so now you're going to rank better are you going to rank number one time will only tell right but you at least stand a chance because you've written all that content. So, so what I would say, it sounds like what MSPs could do. Um, we don't necessarily want to say, for example, write about Pilates and CrossFit. <laughs> Probably not. We don't Probably know. Yeah, right. We, and, and, you know, obviously like those might not necessarily be the best customers. So we don't want to write about tax law or or that type of stuff, right? But what we could be writing about, l let's do a 50 blog series on Microsoft 365. You know, let's let's walk somebody through here's here's one of the many products you get. And and not just here's how to use Word, but like Microsoft Bookings. Like here's here's how to use that platform as as part of the 365 thing yeah i i couldn't agree more i think i think that there's uh likely uh you know very key elements to Microsoft, uh, uh you know office 365 or you know uh azure or whatever the sort of like mm -hmm. it, you know sort of like tangential example is and then um you know how to write uh gpos in you know the new azure world or wh whatever the case is you know it's Still using Active Directory on Prem. Here's how to move to the whatever whatever the case is. But the the key thing that I will highlight is using tools to help aid in what you are specifically writing about. So here, let's use let's go down this rabbit hole uh, just for a moment. If you went out and just started writing uh, for the for the purpose of writing without really understanding um, what Google is going to want to look at. And mm -hmm. probably won't rank, which is where tools like uh, SEMrush really, really help. So tools like SEMrush will literally, you're able to literally put in um, your blog idea or whatever it is that you have, mm -hmm. and it will tell you exactly how hard and how many sort of like articles you would need to write in a sort of like space um, that will basically say, you're this is a very easy term for you to rank for or actually this is pretty hard and then there's another tool that i would highly recommend called yoast y-o-a-s-t it plugs into uh existing uh tools like if you're running a word uh, a wordpress website um it will tell you okay you know what you want to rank for uh you know uh, moving to azure as an example uh and so you've got that and then, you know, you're, you're trying to write a blog article about it. It will literally tell you, guess what? Google is really going to like the, what you have done here, or mm, you actually need to change one or two things. And here are the specific items that you need to change. So if you're just trying to dip your toe in the water, um, it is an unbelievable 
like one, two punch combo to have Yoast plus SEM rush. And the best part is if you have it written on WordPress, they actually talk to each other. So it will literally tell you, guess what? Uh, you've only got, you've got 50,000 people that are searching for this. It's super easy to rank for. Here's the term that you need to write about. It's, it's absolutely incredible the way they all three platforms, WordPress, Yoast, and SEM rush talk to each other. Um, and then if you consider just for a moment, uh, that sort of like 60 second snippet of like, Hey, guess what? Everyone, I just wrote this really amazing, uh, you know, blog article about how to move to Azure. Um, it's going to run you through it in sort of like a very quick way. Here's the top three benefits that you're going to get. Come check out my blog posts. Now, all of a sudden, like, instead of somebody basically walking through and watching this like 45 minute slog of a webinar video, you now have just explained to your customer in laser focus, um, here's what you're going to be able to read. It's going to take you five minutes to run through this. Here's the three main benefits that you're going to walk away from. Go read my blog posts. And so like, uh, it's very clear to the customer exactly what they're going to get, why they're going to get it. You're going to rank on Google. They're going to find you immediate value and benefit. I love this. Okay. So let's, let's talk about this a little deeper. Um, let me, so stall quick stall. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me stall. Let me stall then and just provide a little bit more sort of like <clears throat> rationale and a way that you should think about each one of these things. So, um, and we, let's use ourselves again. I always go back to, uh, using myself as the primary person that I would look at and read through this. So mm -hmm. think of it as, you know, like, even if you're not a business person and you've never sort of like had to do any, any of these things before, uh, it's referred to as a funnel, uh, meaning sort of like, you know, a sales funnel, or, you know, you got to fill up your car with gasoline on the side of the road. Uh, wow. That might be an outdated uh, reference at some point in the future, uh, due to, uh, electric cars, but Hey, you know, what? we'll roll with it for now. Uh, so we've got to fill up our car with a, with a, with gas. We've got this funnel, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, I'm going to continue. So hot dog, we've got SEM rush. Yes, this is great. Uh, and we're going to run through this in just a minute. Yeah. Let's think of it as a, as a funnel. The very first thing that you need to do to find, to have someone find you. And we have all done this. You type your question into Google. I don't care what your question is. You're going to type your question into Google. What are the best, whatever it is, uh, my wife is really into birds. What are the best bird cameras? You, you're going to type that question into Google, right? You're going into Google. You're going to type that question in. So you type that question into Google and all of a sudden, like you get some results, top 10 bird cameras or whatever the case mm -hmm. is. You are an unqualified buyer at that point. Doesn't matter what the question is. You're going to go type that, that question in and you're going to get results. And these are just simply people that are trying to provide you with value to say like, Hey, look, ultimately they have sort of like this, you know, side goal, right. To get you to convert, but they're just providing you this value. Um, now all of a sudden you get sort of like that top of funnel and there's other sort of like conversion elements that happen. Other conversion elements are literal landing pages. So like landing pages are like a one step down, um, which is basically like, here's the actual value of our product. So now sort of like you click on that camera, that, that, that camera that you're really interested in. And now it's sort of like the landing page of here's the actual description of the camera. Here's the elements of the camera, uh, buy now. And so now like you can literally start to think of this as the sort of 
conversion event, you are highly likely not going to get any conversions from that first blog post of here's the sort of value of, uh, you know, Azure and all the stuff, right? We're right. just providing value. That's the first element of what you are trying to do. The next step down though, is sort of like, Hey, do you need some more information? Contact me for help. If you are interested in learning more about specifics of this, you know, Azure and all that stuff. And so it's all about sort of like establishing the consistency of this funnel so that they do ultimately perceive you. Uh, I'm going to use your word, Steve, as that thought leader. And they ultimately want to reach out to you. Yes. All right. So hopefully I was not distracting you by opening all these tabs and go now. Okay. All right. So I've opened up three things. I'll Let's do it. The first thing I opened up, I literally just started a trial of SEMrush. Yeah. That's uh, great. I, then I opened up a tool that I bought. Uh, okay. I, I love AppSumo. Are you familiar with AppSumo? I sure am. So I, um, I have a problem. <laughs> it's, I like to buy new toys. And most of the time, my new toys are software. Uh, so, so this is one of those new toys I got years ago now, SE ranking, search engine ranking. So like this, I think is able to do maybe not everything, but hopefully a lot of the things that SEM rush can do. And then finally surfer SEO is my favorite tool, um, because it's got few enough options that I yeah. can figure out where to go. So, <laughs> um, so I want to show you if I come in here and I do research and let's say I want to do, um, nope, this one is just the country. So if I want to do keyword research on, what do I want to do keyword research on? Let, let's, let's do a managed service provider, just, just as an example, or Azure, uh, you know, best Azure tools. I don't know. Do whatever you want. We can, we'll figure this out, right? Here, yeah. Let's, let's look up managed service provider. So in here, it gives me similar keywords. And here's, and here's where I'm like, okay, now what? So I assume I'm supposed to like, okay, that's, I hope that's not what I thought it was going to do. I can put that in the clipboard and that. So let's, let's go, let's go to, uh, let's go to, yeah. uh, SEM rush because I have a little yeah. bit more context with SEM rush, but, so but, let's, it, let's, but it's so much prettier. That's the problem. Trevor is I buy things, I buy things based on if they're pretty or not, not on right. how well they work. So <laughs> all right. Well, let's, let's go to, uh, SEM rush. Let's click on that keyword magic tool on the left-hand side. Cute. Down. I can't even find it. There's so many options, Trevor. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. So, so let's, let's type in, um, something we can type in. Yeah. Managed service provider. Perfect. Perfect. Great. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through a couple of things here mm -hmm. and, um, we're basically going to establish how you and your customers, or I, I should say how you and, uh, our MSP friends that, uh, may or may not be listening are going to be able to use a tool like this. All right. On. <clears throat> The very top, what we're going to see is a couple of things. So first of all, 
there, uh, the first column that we see is called the intent. This is what a person like ourselves are going to be typing at Google. So we just typed in the search of managed service provider. This is what we would type into Google. And we can see the search intent. There are different types of search intent. And you can just mouse over and find out what this yep. is. Informational, so, transactional, commercial. There's a bunch of different types of search yeah. intent. So, uh, here we see that right now, it's just sort of like, I have a question. I want to type it in and I want to find the answer. Uh, you can also see the overall trend. Uh, I would expect that most of these are going to be sort of flat. There's not going to be a ton of change. Uh, you might expect that like there are going to be other uh, search uh, searches that do have you know high variation in, in terms of their change. Maybe sort of like when the latest Bitcoin run up uh, happens, Bitcoin is going to have sure. a uh, right. Um, but here we can see sort of like uh, overall different. Uh, there, there's going to be probably a pretty flat print. Uh, okay, so the next one is called, and probably the one that we're going to spend a, a fair amount of time sort of like thinking about is called the keyword difficulty. So this means that if we were to write a blog post or a piece of content, a landing page where the predominant thing that we are writing about focuses on the term of managed service provider or managed service providers or like whatever that keyword term is, how hard is it for us to rank? for that particular term. So the first one here, the higher into the number, the harder it is. Bingo. Uh, higher is more, more hard. So um, when we're first getting started out, we really want things that are, uh, you know, sub 40 uh, in terms of the keyword difficulty. Moving so, into New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire, that is right. Um, and so, you know, uh, usually they are tightly coupled with the search volume. So you can imagine that more volume for a particular thing has more results. More people are searching for that, indicating higher difficulty. That's not always the case, but uh, it is usually the case. So mm -hmm. um, what we're going to want to do is find things. And of course, we can search and filter and you know do a whole bunch of different things. But what we're usually going to, what we're probably going to want to do is find a reasonable volume, reasonable being above 100 uh, in a particular month that has a keyword difficulty of less than 40. Uh, that gives us a, a reasonable search volume, a reasonable chance at ranking. Um, and then, uh, you know, here, here's a great one, uh, sort of like managed service providers, Neighborville, Illinois, man, there's a ton of volume there, 260, uh, you know, searches, uh, and no one is ranking on that. I guarantee you, if you uh, are a managed service provider listening on the phone and you want to start ranking for people searching in Naperville, hot dog, man, like there are people searching for that. Um, and all it would take, I promise you, is uh, one or two blog posts writing about why you are the best service provider in Naperville, Naperville Illinois. And in a couple of weeks, boom, you are going to be top ranked uh, for the, you know, managed service provider in Naperville, Illinois. And this is what I'm saying. Like, I want you to consider something just for a minute, just for a moment. Mm -hmm. There are 260 search results in a given month for that particular search term. 260. Now there's a trend here that's going up. That is a very simple eat. Like no one is ranking for that. Now let's take a step back just for a moment. 260. That is one of the easiest search terms I've ever seen with an eight. Like no one is ranking for that. As an MSP, if you rank for that and you convert out of those 260, 
if you convert one customer, two customers, three customers, just for ranking for that, the best MS, the best managed service provider neighbor of Illinois, you convert three customers. What does that do for your business? If you go down the big deal, could you send it again, Steve? That's a pretty big deal, man. That's huge. If you convert even 1% of that, like mm -hmm. 2.6 customers, that is massive, which is why I'm saying, uh, effectively being able to wield a tool for search engine optimization, coupling that with something like Yoast, SEMrush, and blogging for specific terms like this, managed for certifiers in Bethesda, managed, like you could just go down the list and literally figure out what is the best way for you to rank for things like this. And the way to think about it in your head is if you can capitalize on even one, two, three percent percent for things like this, will how will that impact your business? And is it worth your time to do things like this? I promise you it will be because all of a sudden your content will start just boom, 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 ranking at the top if you can effectively do do it. So when when we look at this, um, for managed service providers, you know, it's, it's a little different from them in the sense that they're typically regional, you know, like 100%. for you, yes. for you, it's super easy. Like, oh dude, I'm going to rank in Winston-Salem and Naperville, Illinois and Hawaii and Dubai, like wherever you can, you want to yep. rank. 100%. Us, we want to specifically rank, um, you know, let's, let's type in, let's, let's just use the Naperville, uh, Yep. As, as our example, I know nothing yep. about it. I don't even know what part of Illinois it's in. It's two states over. I've never been to Illinois. Yep. However, I, I do at least have a basic understanding of SEO and, and all that stuff. So what would the next step be now that we've decided this is the keyword or, or key term for us? Is, so let me, let me back up. Is that the next step after we do this search? Is our next step picking a keyword? I think that there's a couple of things. One is this isn't the only keyword that we're gonna that we're gonna go after. Correct. So this would certainly be one of them. And as you can see, it has commercial intent. We've sort of proven that uh, in a very sort of like trivial example here. We've definitely proven that there's something here um, that we could very easily go after, but. <clears throat> Let's take a step back and just and, and sort of go go one step backwards. Sure. So this this would be very very easily a landing page. Meaning, um, this would sort of like if we take a, if we remember that funnel that we talked about just a couple moments ago. This would be yeah. yeah this is just one of the pages on our website. Is exactly one page is going to rank about this. And the That's thing right. that I've learned so. Here's here's where this gets fun for me. The thing that I've learned from Surfer is if I were to come in here and I'll waste a content editor on this. And if any of you are in Naperville, Illinois, uh reach out to me because I will maybe hook you up once I'm done. So if I come in here and I I hit create content editor and now what it's doing is it's is it's going to create a content editor for me that shows me all the keywords I'm supposed to rank for. 
So this is how I've traditionally done my SEO. I have not done the research part. I've done the, I want to rank for these keywords. So I'm going to start writing about it. Gotcha. Yeah. So again, I I think that there's a couple different ways that we can approach this. So one Mm -hmm. is sort of like, I would always do the research up front. Sure. That that, again, sort of like the thing that we want to talk about here is this is sort of like customers ready to convert. Um, You know, they, they are, they know that they need an MSP. Uh, they know that sort of like, this is the thing that they're ready to do and they are looking for that partner. Um, and so I think that that's one side of the equation, uh, and it's commercial intent. They're ready to go. They're, they're, they're ready to buy. Right. Um, the, the thing though, that I think we immediately jumped into was basically like, and what we forgot about is, uh, the other components, which are, um, basically what what value should we be providing first uh before a customer even realizes oh shit uh wait can i say that sorry well i did now whoops uh so oh i need an msp so i think that there's an educational component first uh that we sort of like top of funnel that we have to be talking about to the customer uh which is basically you know the, the all the other pieces um that that we may need to be educating um, the customer about, uh, to basically say, look, here, here is what you should be doing with Azure. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, here's, uh, here's what we should be doing, um, with, uh, your, uh, GPOs. Here's what you should be doing with, um, you know, your security policy. Here's what you should be doing, uh, with, um, you know, if you, if you're using, so, so how do we use SEMrush to help us build that whole campaign? Okay. Yes. All right. So perfect. So now, now let's think about as a, now this is where sort of like we would have to defer a little bit to each of our own individual expertise because of the fact that like, as an example, uh, last time I was certified on any, uh, active directory infrastructure, it was in 2003. So my, uh, active directory knowledge is uh, certainly not going to be as well versed as some of the MSPs that are on the phone. So here, let's just play out this example, right? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say, I mean, we can pick a different, but no, play, play it out, man. Let's look. Okay, so, so just to play this out, just as an example, if I was an MSP, um, and I had intimate knowledge of Azure Active Directory, mm-hmm. the best place to start may be sort of like, let's here in the, in that search box up top, type in Azure Active Directory just for a moment and let's see what comes up. And here, uh, what we're doing is we're using the keyword magic tool. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and do me a favor. Uh, would you hit the keyword magic tool, uh, which is that one step down? Oh, but this uh, is my favorite part when it's got the like the questions and the and all that. Okay, so here we could even stick. We could even uh, yeah. Th- here, let's go. Let's go here just for a moment. Okay, so here we've got this is showing us based on like volume and everything else. Yeah, but here this is this is where we can actually find out just what people are looking for, why they're looking for it. And also uh, a couple of different other ways that we can do this. So here up at the top, do you see where it says KD percent uh, by yep. that filter? Do me a favor. And I messed that. with this earlier. Perfect. Okay. So uh, where it says from two, mm-hmm. uh, hit that two and let's just do 50. Let's just see what comes up. Um, we'll leave the from, uh, you know. Sure. Zero to 50. Yeah. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. That's right. Okay. So now what we have here is um a good sort of like sense of all right you know uh we've got on the left hand side it's showing 86 
total. Do you see where it says all keywords on the left-hand side? Uh, at the top left, we've got 86 keywords that are left, mm-hmm. um, where they're all going to be sub uh, 50 in terms of difficulty. Uh, and now we can start to basically like scroll down. So uh, here's a great one. Azure Active Directory, disable MFA for user. Okay, so. Um, sounds like a fantastic idea, by the way. It really does. It really does, right? Okay, so, but now let's think about it from this perspective. Maybe we write a, a post about why that's a terrible idea. Okay. Uh, so somebody's literally, there are people that are literally going into Google and typing Azure Active Directory disable MFA for user. That's true. You put that as keywords into your blog posts. All of a sudden, now you're perceived as a thought leader to say, listen, uh, this is probably not the best idea. And as a matter of fact, um, here's all the reasons why you wouldn't necessarily want to do that. Uh, there are 359,000 search results for that. And imagine if you were the number one search result for that. Uh, and you then all of a sudden list out all the reasons why, pros, cons. Um, and now you're a thought leader for that. Best That's part true. is, yeah. Best part is, as an MSP, my presumption is you have a couple products in that back pocket of yours that you support, uh, whether it's Azure, Duo, some stuff at Cisco uh, that can basically help if they're searching for that. Uh, maybe there's easier and better products to use in your toolkit that you can actually help the customer with uh, to say, look, maybe Azure isn't the best thing uh, for MFA, but here's some other things that Azure does integrate with mm-hmm. that you can actually to lower the help desk costs and also increase security effectiveness in your organization. And so all of a sudden, boom, now you're perceived as, as the expert uh, for MSP or MSSP. Uh, and why don't you offload that to us and we can help you with that. Uh, so the trick here is to not push, educate, and then all of a sudden you're the thought leader. And and I just want to clarify. So here's, here's the funniest part about this uh, this conversation we're having. Trevor does not offer what we're talking about as a service. Yeah. Like, you're not trying to say, but if this is too difficult, just re- outsource it to me. Like, no, you don't want that because this isn't your... This isn't your, your business. This is just how you do things in your business. And you want to share that with us. So that's, that's the funniest part to me. Cause I'm looking at this and you know, I'm, I'm probably feeling like most MSPs, my eyes are glazed over and I'm like, this is hard, right? It's because, not hard, but it I feels, it, it feels hard. And, and honestly, Trevor, I might, I might want to pick your brain for a few weeks or so as I, as I try and do some things for my own business, just because I want to have a better understanding of what you're, what you're pitching here with SEMrush, because I, I think I'm able to learn things pretty quickly. And if it's truly not hard, then I want to become good at this so I can help MSPs rank better and, and all that good stuff. Right. So. So let's say we're going to, we're going to write an article now for this Azure Active Directory stuff. So we've, we've thought about Azure Active Directory. We searched the term. And now what we're doing is we see here's some keywords that would be, excuse me. Let's, um, thank you. That would be relatively easy to write and rank for. Yep. And, and so these are the keywords of things we want to write about. Yep. 
based based on now we've now we've just and by by finding all these keywords now we're now we're proving that we're like the experts at Azure Active Directory and that's right we're we're able to easily out of 86 keywords we could easily find like okay uh I saw someone here Azure Active Directory logo uh disable MFA um yeah, so it, you're hitting the nail on the head. So now, now all of a sudden, you start writing about this stuff. And the yeah. trick here is to use a secondary tool, uh, which is extreme. They have a free version just to get your feet wet, mm -hmm. um, or you know, spend a couple of dollars to upgrade. I think I think it's sixty bucks for the year, might be fifty dollars for the year, which is called Yoast, Y O A S T. And what that's going to do is it will connect. It will literally sort of like integrate within your blog posting platform. Uh, we use, we use WordPress. Um, it's yeah, here you go. Perfect. And what it's literally going to do, uh, is it's going to look at your blog posts and it will literally tell you, Hey, look, you haven't written your keyword enough times. Oh, it's okay. hundred bucks a year. Sorry. They've increased the price a little bit since the last time I, uh, purchased their license. It, you uh, know, a hundred bucks a year isn't the worst. So, yeah, so uh, you know, literally what it's going to do is it's going to say, look, Steve, you've written uh, Azure Active Directory, you know, MFA, whatever the term is, you've written about that three times. You're great. Um, the URL that you're using, you've written Azure Active Directory. It's perfect. Um, and it's literally the sort of like hand holder that will tell you exactly what you need to do when you're writing your blog post to ensure that it ranks on Google. So I don't use Yoast. I don't, okay. I don't care for them. Um, I want to show you the one that I use, and I want you to tell me if uh, you feel that it's comparable. So this is the Rocket MSP website in the back end. Um, I have not done a whole lot yet with it for um, setting everything up, right? So if I typed in here uh, MSP community and then refresh analysis, I don't even know if it's going to, yeah, it has MSP and it has community. There we go. So this is showing me similar things, right? So if I click this, it's Let's telling me the headings that are missing. All it that does stuff, look, right? It does look very similar. Um, <clears throat> it 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 does look very similar. I think that um, again, I I think that there's pros and cons to uh, to it. Um, as an example, because of the tight relationship that Yoast and SEMrush have, uh, as an example here, let me ask you a question. The, could you, could you tell me what keyword you're trying to rank for with this? On this particular word, uh, page? Yeah, uh, it's MS, MSP community. Okay, great. Um, now as you go down, uh, do me a favor and like walk me through how you would look at this to, to know how things are going. It looks like, hey, you got it in the meta title, social meta tags are done. Um, word counter looks good. I think that there are some additional things. This this has a good sort of like synopsis, mm -hmm. but I do that there are some additional uh, components in terms of like adjacent keywords and additional uh, elements oh, in terms of like other items such as, hey, look, um, you actually you actually tried to rank for this already uh, in your, um, you know, in some of your other blog posts, there's just some other elegance that uh, Yoast will bring into play. But look, we all have our personal preferences. You got to so, uh, so you know why why I don't like Yoast? It's because no matter 
no matter what you do, like you buy Yoast SEO for WordPress and then it's still trying to sell you more garbage. Like, Like no matter what, it still has more ads for like, oh, you should do this too. Like, no, I just want to do what you do. Like, stop it. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's why I went with SEO press. Gotcha. I think this is the right domain. Yeah. So I went with SEO press because for, for the person that's not using SEMrush and all these other platforms, right? Uh, you can get SEO press pro and it does, I'll say a lot of what Yoast does for less than half the price. Yeah. Perfect. You know, so, so, you know, Steve, when you and I were talking before, um, you had asked a couple of questions about some of the, some of the things that tools that we use and and whatnot. One of the things I just want to mention really quick is look, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do things. I also think that there is, um, one of the things I did want to say though, is, uh, you know, you'd asked us, Hey, what do we, what do we use internally yes. for as an example, help desk ticketing and all that stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we use good old fashioned email. Uh, so people just send us an email to hello at yaddle.com and we just respond to that. That's basically it. Uh, we don't have Zendesk. We don't have any sort of like help desk ticketing or anything along those lines. Sure. It literally is just email. Our knowledge base is written on Notion. Um, you know, it's nothing fancy. And I think that sure. a lot of times, uh, you know, people immediately jump into this perception that they need sort of like these, you know, sort of like very robust tools in order to accomplish a specific goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what I would advocate for is start with free tools see how far you get. Um, and then as you continue to sort of like demonstrate success, then continue to sort of like add on, add on, add on. But the very first thing that I always sort of like go back to is delight your customer, provide them value, uh, and then continue to sort of like add on the tool, add on the tool until you're sort of like the point at which you, you need a tool is when you're overwhelmed. That's the point at which you should consider adding, you know, something else into, into your quote stack. Got it. Okay. Well, let's, um, let's rewind a little bit or, or, you know, re recalculating, recalculating, let's get back on, on course here. Right. Let's do it. So we're, we're back here. We've decided we're going to do some Azure active directory stuff. Now yes. I know I'm going to write about disabling MSA for Azure active directory. Yep. Here's, here's the part where people get stuck. What the heck do I write? Yeah. So, so again, I think it's, it comes down to what are you an expert at or what do you feel passionate about? Um, and what can you be effective in communicating? So as an example, if you know absolutely nothing about Azure Active Directory or multi-factor authentication or, or that stuff, don't write about it. If you're not passionate about it, don't, don't write about it. The most important thing, um, is that you're passionate about it and you can, that you know about it and you can, you can effectively communicate it because people are going to know, like if you're putting out, um, garbage content just for the sake of ranking on Google, that's going to do, you no benefit, and it's going to provide no benefit to your customer. And so you should always take a step back after you've written and after you've sort of like pushed this content out and ask yourself, what would I 
find value from it? Would I benefit from this? And if the answer is yes, push that sucker out. Uh, that's amazing. That's, that's phenomenal. Um, but if you're, you know, really struggling to sort of like, you know, you're, you're having to do the research on, on your own, uh, and you don't really are, you're not passionate about communicating it, then, um, I would reassess the information that you want to communicate because I promise you, you have as a person, uh, in sort of like the MSP space, I guarantee you, you have, uh, information that you are working on on a daily basis and you're solving problems, whatever that is right about that, because yes. there are, there are things that you have in your head, in your brain, the things that you are doing hands on keyboard. Um, those are the problems that customers have as well. And I guarantee you, you write about them, even if it's, even if you consider it sort of like quote, intellectual property, it's probably not because of the fact that somebody like myself or other people in the world still are going to want to have, still are going to want to pay you to do that uh, so that they can, you know, basically continue to expand and do other things. Your, your knowledge and your ability to do it um, will, will be valued so much. And so I would highly, highly encourage you to uh, basically say, here's what I do. Here's how you can do it. If you don't want to do it, contact me and I'll help you do it. And that to me is like what I like, not to me, but to other people as well. Like let them, let them figure it out or, you know, hit you up. And that's, you know, th think about it. Like if you go to Google and say like, how do I fix my furnace? Um, right. you know, you can do it yourself or contact that HVAC person and they'll come and do it for you. It's the same yep. principle. So I'm going to take this a, a couple steps further. Okay. So here's, here's what I want to do. So. Let's say we've decided I'm writing it on Azure Active Directory, disable MFA. That's the keyword yep. I'm going to focus on. Yep. And now we're like, now what? Right. <clears throat> so the next thing that I would do, and this is, this is just me. And this, this is what I recommend for people, especially if you maybe don't think you're a great writer. Okay. So first, we, we open up Surfer SEO. I'll put a link where you can sign up for Surfer down in the show notes in the description. Full disclosure, it is an affiliate link. I will make a little bit of money uh, for anyone that signs up and, and pays for Surfer. Um, so this is it, right? Uh, I've, I've created my content. It's done. Perfect. That's <laughs> ah. not done. Here, check, check out how great this is, right? If I come into this gear... This is actually, this is allowing me to analyze the organic competition. And what it's doing is I can say, all right, of all the things that show up organically, which of these are actually competitors? So I, I'm not competing with Microsoft. I'm not competing with Plembo. I'm sorry, with uh, GitHub. Um, you know, others, I... I don't know what some of these things are. Akamai, I'm not trying to compete with them. So, so this is this is a this is great. I've actually never seen this before, but let's go actually through this. So Google itself loves what's considered long form content. Mm -hmm. Uh and so long form is basically seven hundred to a thousand words. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you know, things coming from uh domain such as Microsoft are gonna rank to the top. Um <clears throat> 
But especially actually it's about Microsoft Azure AD, right? <laughs> yes. But if you actually look at this, um, you know, those those longer form content articles are obviously going to go to the top. Um, the other thing that Google really likes, and even just think about ourselves, um, let's ask ourselves the things that we naturally gravitate towards. It's those top 10 lists. It's the top list or, you know, it's the how-to articles. Uh, so here you can see sort of like, ham, how to enable whatever. Uh, so those are the, those are the things that naturally Google is going to prioritize. Um, and especially if you have the, um, the content to back it up, boom, it's going to go right to the top. And I, and I love that it, it tells you three important things here, right? It shows you the number of words that are on the page. It shows you the authority from the domain. Um, so the domain authority, and then it shows you a content score based on their own scoring platform. So the authority, I believe is the Google domain authority. It's a, it's likely uh, coming from another tool called Moz. So Moz yes. is the, is sort of like the internet, uh, sort of, uh, authority for domains. They really are a really awesome tool. All right. So. So that's how we do that. You can hit this button and load 10 more and, and have a total of 20 in the list, but I'm just going to keep it there. So according to all of the competitors that I picked, I even picked Microsoft. What the heck? I'll go after them too. Let's do um, it. It says I need to have around 519 to 596 words. Yep. It says that's, that's all right. I need. Uh, eight headings, 18 paragraphs and four images. Based on what all of these other sites have, it's telling me that that's what I need. And then it lets me pick and choose the terms that I need to have on the webs on the, on the page and the content. So I feel like I should also have MFA and maybe security and maybe password. Okay. And then I'll scroll down. And the next thing is it has topics and questions. People also ask. So maybe I'll include those and then competitors also have this information, right? So I'll, maybe I'll pick these three things and then down here, you could, you can make some extra stuff from there. I'll hit, let's go. The next thing I would do is I can scroll down and it's telling me literally if, if I want to rank well. It says the more of these keywords I can, I can hit the better. And it says I have zero, uh, multi-factor authentication MFA. I would probably get rid of that one because I wouldn't write it like that, you know, but it says I should have it two or three times on the page. Whereas uh multi-factor authentication, I should have five to 16 times on the page. So this is literally giving me like some guidelines as to well, here's how many times you should have each of these key phrases or, or keywords on your page. I would then go to the outline page or tab or whatever. Here's where it gets real fun. I'm going to get rid of this. Uh, let's see. I'm going to add this. Uh, I'll add this and this. And then look, there's, so all of those were titles. So all of these, I cannot read it larger 
and I can pick between these. Which which one is is the content I'm going to write? Well, I'm going to write the top one. So there's there's that. Um, yeah. So I'll get rid of it here. And then next it's got headings. So I'll add this one and I'll add this one. And then next it's got subheadings on this one. Oh, stay tuned for the latest updates. I probably wouldn't use that. And then, uh, after headings, it's got questions. How do I exclude an MFA account? How do I turn it on? How do I turn it off? How do I disable? And then from there I can go to the brief and it's, it's giving me just a list of competitors that I've selected in the outline here, surfer AI generated the titles, headings, and subheadings using content from those competitor pages, but it's basically been rewritten so that way the content's unique. Um, so now I've got, how many words do I have? A lot ish. I think that's the technical term. Now I've got a lot of words, uh, 426 and my content scores are 42. I haven't even written anything yet. So now I would have to go through and like, start cleaning this up and, and have it make sense and have it follow the appropriate order. And then we would, you know, add a couple more sections and all that. And then you're kind of done. But wait, there's more. There's, there's also more. another tool. That, what was that? I said, okay, there's more. So there's another tool I use. Let's say you're really bad at writing. So I'll come in here and I'm going to create a new document. And we've decided that the title of this document is this. And we're going to have write a blog article about disabling MFA in Azure Active Directory. The tone of voice. I like Joe Rogan. It's okay. a good tone of voice. Um, Azure Active Directory. That's good for now. And then I can also take all this. I'm going to paste it in here because Jasper links up with Surfer. Okay. So Jasper is a different piece of software that I'm paying for, but I can come in here and I can link these two together. And there we go. So the next thing I can do is I can say, um, I'm gonna write an intro paragraph about disabling MFA in Azure Active Directory. And then I'm going, I'm giving Jasper a command and it's now writing for me. <laughs> and now we're going to make a, make a heading. Um, is disabling MFA in Azure Active Directory a bad idea.
There you go. It's literally written all that for me. And I would just keep going and I would just keep writing and writing and writing. And then I would, I would look through here and I would say, okay, now I need to have security defaults and that kind of stuff. Should I have MFA as a security default in Azure AD? And, and the goal is to just let Jasper write all this content for me. And then I, again, go through, clean it up, update it, because their content might be based on something that's two or three years old, because it's all the GPT-3 whatever platform, right? And eventually, I start checking off more and more boxes of, of these keywords. And as soon as I get a bunch of these in green, <clears throat> eventually, this will have a score that's like 70 or 75, and then I feel like it's ready to go on the website. So that's how I write gotcha. content for a website. So um, using using SEMrush, I think, would be really helpful because I don't think Surfer has a very good keyword research tool because if I type in Azure Active Directory in here, <laughs> it just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel the same, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's missing a bunch of, it's just not good. Yeah. If I do SERP analyzer. I don't know why I added MFA. I suspect this is going to give me maybe slightly better information. But I still like, I don't actually understand what the point of the keyword research tool is in Surfer because it just like, it's nothing compared to this, you know? Yeah. I, I, I swear by SEMrush, it's, it's a phenomenal tool. Not only that, not only does it enable you to do the sort of like, you know, research, uh, it, it lets you, uh, sort of understand how your, uh, domain has grown from an organic traffic, paid traffic. It lets you do social posting. It's a really comprehensive tool. Um, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. One of the things that I would advocate, uh, anyone does when it comes to content itself is, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we have explored many different avenues ourselves. And, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, for, for what it's worth, um, you know, like we've, we've looked at the tools to write content. We've hired, uh, you know, a contract. Now we have a permanent, uh, co um, uh, content writer. We've written it ourselves. Um, and we've explored many different avenues. One of the things that I would advocate to anyone is always taking the lens of would I, uh, have benefited from the content. And so they're sort of like, a couple different things to think about. One is there's writing the content for the sake of writing it or putting the video out just for the sake, of putting the video out or, you know, mm -hmm. any of those, any of those sort of objectives. 
we always sort of joke around that the best place to hide a body is on the second page of Google, right? No one's going to find you if you're on the second page of Google. You got to be on the first page. Okay. So there's, there's sort of like the objective of getting the content written for the sake of writing it uh, and then getting on Google. That's sort of like, cool, we checked the box for from that perspective. But then the other thing that you have to ask is, am I writing things or am I push, pushing out content that is actually valuable and beneficial uh, to my customers? And um, when you actually take a step back and regardless of what tool you're using, if you're using, you know, um, Surfer and Jasper, uh, if you have somebody that's writing the content or if you're writing it yourself, you must ask yourself when you're actually reading it or viewing it or whatever the, whatever the case is, you must continue to ask yourself, would I, as the person searching for this, would I find this valuable? So if you ended up stumbling upon, let's, you know, use our, uh, our example here of disabling multi-factor authentication. If you yourself wrote it or use the tool or whatever the case is, if you put it out there, you got to ask yourself, is this something that I would be able to follow? Would I read it with the pictures that I'm introducing or with the quick sort of videos that I'm introducing? Would I actually want to take the time to read it? And if the answer is no, then you got some more work to do. You have to basically like continue to iterate and work on it. So the objective is not just to sort of push it out for the sake of ranking on Google. The objective is literally to provide that value to your customer. So that because if, if you're pushing it out there and you're not proud of it and a customer isn't going to find value in it, then the question is, are they actually going to contact you to achieve the objective, like securing their Azure, Active, uh, Azure AD environment? Probably not. So that's why you want to make sure that you're providing that value to the, to the customer, uh, so that when they find that article, they're like, oh, snap, Steve's amazing. I want to contact him to actually, you know, come in and do that MFA deployment. Um, and then when they actually do contact you, uh, they're like, Hey, Steve, you know, I have this problem. And you're like, oh, actually, you know, I got this other product that I want to, you know, introduce you to or whatever the case is. Got it. Trevor, I really appreciate it. You know, we, we spoke. At the beginning, we said we're going to talk about, you know, providing value. And I think this, this absolutely is providing value, but this was just one small piece, right? Um, you know, we, we, we spoke so, oh man, I, I love how deep we went into this too. Like we literally took it to, we, we almost wrote the draft of an article about it, disabling MFA for Azure AD. Obviously, right. that is, I would do a much better job and actually read what's being oh, written. No. Okay. I just want to clarify. I don't, I'm not like, oh, 12 minutes later. Oh, cool. My article's done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, but I, I love how deep we went. I bet there's so much more we could talk about when it comes to how to provide value to not just prospects, but existing customers too, because Absolutely. you, you have to, once, once you get their money, maybe it's a subscription or it's, you know, it's that monthly recurring revenue, right? You, you go, you, you know, your whole thing is, is based off monthly or annual recurring revenue. So is ours. So, okay, great. You, you got a new client. How do you keep them? Absolutely. Can we spend, yeah. can we spend a couple minutes on that? I, I think we should. So I think, um, one of the things that, uh, if you consider sort of like a lot of the products that you probably enjoy, and I know that, you know, we enjoy as well, 
Um, I'll give you a great example. So we, uh, we use a product called JustWorks, uh, which is how we um, pay our employees. Uh, and so it's a you know payroll provider. Uh, we also use another product called Let's, or, uh, it's called Deal, D-E-E-L. Uh, so we have international employees and that's how we uh, pay our international employees. And I would recommend if you, uh, if you are wanting to hire people um, outside of your country, Deal is one of the simplest and easiest to use platforms uh, I've ever uh, interacted with. Um, and you can hire an international employee 24 hours later. It is, I mean, I've never, uh, been, I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and JustWorks, uh, if you're looking for a way to sort of like get your, uh, get payroll supported for, you know, people uh, local, holy smokes, it's also really, really phenomenal. You can extend, you know, benefits and 401k and all that stuff. It's it's great. Um, but I'll use, uh, I'll use JustWorks to establish the example here. So, um just works. Uh, they got our money. You know, we're, we pay, I think $50 per month per employee to be able to extend, maybe it's a hundred dollars, hundred dollars per month uh, per employee to be able to extend, uh, you know, payroll and, uh, uh, benefits and all that stuff. So we though, however, get a monthly newsletter from them centered around, you guessed it, Steve content. So, uh, not only does it benefit, uh, any new people that they may interact with, but it also benefits me as the employer. Hey, guess what? Do you have questions about tax time? Here's the sort of things that you may need to know. Here's sort of like click this thing. Cool. Uh, do you have benefits about how, uh, I don't know, legalization of marijuana may impact your sort of like uh, employees and so on and so forth? That was a very recent article. Uh, hey, do you hmm. have um, questions about X, Y, and Z? Hey, guess what? Do you want um, a referral bonus? Uh if you refer us to one of your customers, uh, we'll give you $100 per employee of the business. So guess what? You know, Trevor, if you refer us to a 50-person business, um, you got a five grand check coming your way. And so they make it very sort of like, again, it's not focused on pushing us anything. They got our money. All it is is focused on enablement around sort of like questions that they have heard about, their customers asking, and then how we can, you know, sort of learn about sort of like questions that other people have asked about taxes, benefits, how to set up a 401k program. There's literally, they're going to get no extra money from me. We're like, the only other money they're getting from me is if I onboard another employee, we're not going anywhere. It's an amazing platform. And they just continue to send us this monthly sort of content that's focused on payroll and, you know, all that stuff. Well, I like that having, having content ready. And again, it's going to come down to what kind of, of problems am I solving today? Right. You know, they're, they're writing content about, you know, the legalization of marijuana in, in states because they're getting a lot of questions about that. So what questions, what questions are you MSPs getting about, uh, what are you getting questioned about right now? You know, That's right. You, you're probably answering a lot of questions about the same thing over and over and over. You know, for me, um, and I, I brought it up at the beginning, I'm going to say something about it again, that whole data acquisition by Kaseya, yep. that happened this morning is when it was announced. Okay, so it's Monday, April 11th, as we record this, it may be a couple weeks before it gets posted, right? So... 
I'm going to be getting questions from MSPs. What do you think, Steve? Would, should I, should I leave them? Should I, should I do this? Should I do that? So the thing that actually makes the most sense is I should probably write a blog article and, yeah. and give, and give an opinion about the, the Datto Kaseya thing and, and make some recommendations based on, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? Um, and, and then send that out as, uh, a newsletter thing and say, Hey, you know, Boom. if, you know, not sure what to do about the, the data acquisition, check out this blog, blog article I just wrote. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So that is how you have happy prospects and happy clients, because all you're doing is educating them. Crazy, that's right? right? It, it, that's, that's exactly it. And then all of a sudden you're perceived as a thought leader. They're going to continue to ask you questions. And then all of a sudden it's just this natural thing that happens. Like just you're providing value. They ask you a couple questions. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, uh, they're asking you, Hey, what do you think about this MFA provider? If, you know, we're stuck on the MFA thing. Uh, also I used to work at duo. So MFA natural thing. Um, Hey, uh, what do you think about this MFA provider? You know, it's, it's okay. What, what are your goals for MFA? Well, I just want to be so simple and easy to use. Um, and you know, my help desk tickets, you know, that cost of getting called. Uh, so I don't know. Well, guess what? You know, I think that, you know, there's a couple of other MFA providers right now. You, I can send you some information. Um, uh, all of a sudden, boom, you got a top 10 MFA providers. Let's go take a look at this. And it's just sort of like naturally goes, right? It's just, it's, it's cyclical. And then you got this article that is getting your results on Google. And then you get more business from that uh, because again, you're focused on providing value. Well, for those of you that are wondering what your next step should be, I think, and I'll ask Trevor what he thinks. I think, uh, you should think about the things that your customers ask you about most make a list, you know, customers are constantly asking me, how do I reset my 365 password? Cause I forgot, or, um, how, how do I enable self-service password management on 365? So I don't have to do it. You know, that dumb little things like that. Right. So, um, make a list of, of the stuff that customers are constantly asking you about, and then start thinking about ways that you can capitalize on the knowledge that's it's already in your head right you know customer wants to get a new computer well maybe now's like if if you need it in three months order it now because chances are supply chain issues right i've got yeah. a, i've got a, a buddy he just ordered a macbook pro the the new fancy one with the the m1 uh, max chip in it and it got delayed another month. It was supposed to get delivered next week. And they were like, just kidding. Now it says May. So, yeah, I mean, great. great yes. Yeah. So, so you got to take things like that out of your head and just put them on paper. Use a tool like Jasper. I'll, I'll put a, an affiliate link to that too. I'll use a tool like Jasper to help you write some of the content, um, just in a, in a better, more articulated way. Okay. Um, use a tool like Surfer to help make sure that you're getting all of the right keywords into the article as you write it. 
Uh, use a tool like SEMrush. This looks really cool. It makes me want to spend the 120 a month. It's amazing. It's, it, I promise you, if you are looking to get ranked, and look, uh, as you already said, Steve, I get no compensation for this. I'm, I'm just a user of SEMrush. Mm-hmm. I get no comp for uh, SEMrush. I get no comp for, uh, for Yoast, Warframe, right. any of the tools that we talked about, right? I just am a user of it. I love it. It is the abs. I cannot do my job effectively without uh, SEMrush. It's a phenomenal tool. It'll help you do research. Uh, it'll help you do social posts. It's it's absolutely fundamentally, it's, it's one of the best uh, SEO tools you can go out and use. So, um, Trevor, when we're done, I'd love to, if you could stick around for just a couple of minutes so we can chat. Um, yes, sir. So, so yeah, guys, just take a few minutes, make a list of, of articles to write. Okay. Write some blog articles. Stop, stop using, well, maybe don't stop using it. Keep, keep using it, but stop thinking the only blog posts you need are the syndicated ones that you're getting from whatever marketing service you're paying for. Okay. Because. Because what you don't, what you may not even be doing right is you need to turn off the, uh, the indexing on those. You have to tell the, the robots no indexing those posts because as soon as you index syndicated content, it actually is hurting your page ranking because you and 500 other people have the exact same article on their website. So yeah. Don't, don't rely on syndicated article to get found. Rely on that as just additional things that you can put in that newsletter that you send out, which also includes the blog articles you're writing. Okay. So Trevor, thank you so much. I really appreciate this, that you, that you popped on here. I'd love to have you on again. I think yeah, you, you, you sound like you know what you're doing. I mean, hey, we'll never know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> As I like to say, uh, being, look, uh, MSPs, um, I think, have one of the toughest jobs because you got to do everything. You know, you have to earn business. You have to get your newsletter on, you market yourself. You have to um, basically do, get to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the same boat. You know, I'm a, uh, I like to uh, articulate myself as an intern of everything. Um, and so, um, we are all trying to sort of hustle hard. And, uh, and so if anyone has questions and that you can reach out to me directly, uh, my email is Trevor at yaddle.com. If you have questions, just reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to, you know, uh, banter back and forth via email or, you know, if, if necessary, jump on a call, more than happy to answer. And also if you want to join our, uh, our MSP partner program, um, happy to, uh, to set anyone up with, uh, with that as well. Awesome. Trevor, thanks so much. Uh, For those of you watching, thanks so much for making it to the end, and I'll catch you at the next episode.